Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Not Just About Copy. I'm your host and copy coach, Emma McMillan, and I'm here to help you get copy confident. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, welcome back as always. And if this is your first time listening in, it's so great to have you here. So why the podcast? Well, through years of copywriting, coaching, and mentoring, I've discovered that writing good copy is not just about learning the skills. It's also about knowing why things work and developing the confidence you need to put your writing out there, honing your writing habits, and taking action. It's about owning your tone of voice and also deeply understanding your audience. You'll hear conversations that will inspire you to reflect on your relationship with writing and prompt fresh ideas. Solo coaching episodes with me will give you actionable tips and strategies to write better copy with more flow, confidence, and fun. Just a note that if you're listening to this episode in July 2023 or early August, you can register for a free open day to experience my copywriting membership for small business owners. It's a companion to this podcast called Not Just About Copy, the community, where we have fortnightly co-writing sessions, monthly Q&A coaching calls, and monthly copy hot seat sessions. Members also have access to podcast companion resources, such as checklists and worksheets that go along with these episodes. It's a supportive space if you're a small business owner looking for accountability, like-minded folk, and a space to ask your questions and get copy feedback. Open Day is on August the 9th on Zoom at 10 a.m. AEST, and you'll get to experience what it's like inside the membership and meet me there. The link to register is in the show notes, and I would so love to see you. I'd also like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I record this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and honour their deep language and storytelling traditions. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Now let's get into today's episode. So why the topic of how to craft a small biz bio you'd love to share? Well, let's be frank, as a small business owner, the thought of writing your own bio can feel like a bit of a daunting task. What to share, what to hold back. Do you write it in the first person, the third person? analysis paralysis often ensues. But I believe you can write a small biz bio that truly does represent you and your business. So in this episode, I'm going to give you lots of practical tips that you can put in place right away. And the good news is they're not only applicable to your standard bio, they can also be used on your about pages, for your pictures, and all over the place. From understanding your ideal audience to how to structure a bio, I'm going to guide you through the process step by step, okay? We often delay or put off writing about ourselves, and I'm guilty of that too. But a good bio is a key copy asset you need for your business, so you just can't let the fear of imperfection get in your way. You can craft a bio that you love and that you are proud to share with others. So let's do it together, okay? Have you got a pen and paper handy? If not, grab one now. So when or why do you need a bio? Well, as a small business owner, there are loads of occasions where you're going to need one. So you might as well take time to write one you're proud of and then you can repurpose it for all the places. There will be different length requirements and sometimes you'll tweak the tone or update it for new offerings or service pivots, things like that. But essentially, once you've got the bones of your bio down, it's there ready for you. 
And who knows, you might even find the confidence to put yourself out there for more marketing and PR opportunities once you've got it. But to give you an idea, here are some of the places where you might need to use one. Your website and specifically on the about page, your social media profiles, pitching to potential clients, media or PR opportunities, speaking engagements or presentations, podcast hosting or guesting, professional directories or network platforms, grant or funding applications, collaborations or partnerships, an elevator pitch you might give in person at a networking event or a conference. The list goes on as you can see. Now, what is the purpose of your bio? Well, the purpose of your bio is for people to learn about you and your offerings to understand your background and expertise, and to establish credibility and to build trust. It's a chance for you to create a memorable first impression and make meaningful connections. The best bios do both, blending some personality along with expertise in a clear and engaging way. So before you start writing your bio, I've got some questions that I want you to reflect on. The first one is, who are you speaking to? So pick a particular context and start there. So you might want to write as if you're pitching to appear on a podcast, or perhaps you need to write a bio for that professional network that you've joined a few months ago and you haven't quite gotten around to it yet. Pick your particular context and start there. And then I want you to think about what's relevant to share here. So that does depend a little bit on the context, but you are a human as well. So as well as, you know, the business bit, let us see a bit of your personality. How do you set yourself apart? What is your USP? Remember, that's your unique selling proposition. What you do, who you do it for, and what makes you different. It doesn't have to be anything beyond the obvious either, your USP. And then the question, how to highlight your expertise, skills, or experience. So some of the ways to do that could be to weave in some of the key challenges and desires of your audience, along with how you help people to actually achieve their goals. And one of the ways that you can do this is to look at voice of customer data for some insights here. So that's when you've surveyed your clients or customers and you've received feedback and you'll group that feedback into themes. So what do people always say about you or how do they say that you operate? What what is it like working with you? What are the outcomes? Okay, so you can have access to all of that. And we do talk about that in a previous episode and I might link to that one in the show notes for you. You can also use the power of storytelling to highlight your expertise, skills and experience. Um, It can help to capture attention and engage your audience. So a story that relates to the work that you do now. So I'm going to give you an example. On my about page, I talk about my teaching background. I talk about it in the context of a year nine drama classroom because that is such a clear memory for me, (laughs) trying to wrangle these 14, 15-year-old boys um, to do what I wanted them to do in terms of script work. Uh, It was a bit of a challenge. But, you know, it's where I learned so many of the skills that are so applicable to the work that I do today. So it's about joining the dots for your reader. And that, again, can be something that helps uh, your bio to stick out in someone's mind. Then I want you to think about who are you inspired by? So there's no one way to write a bio. Try saying that sentence three times fast. You can have a look around, see what's out there. Collect a swipe file or bookmark other bios that you resonate with. 
and try and identify what it is about them that you're clicking with. So you can replicate techniques or a particular structure to suit your own purposes. Now, when it comes to the structure, the eternal question, a first-person bio versus a third-person bio. Both approaches work, provided that you tailor them to your goals and your audience. The most important thing is to be clear and to tell your story or relay your expertise in a way that connects with your reader. So writing in the first person can be a great way to connect with your audience when building a personal brand. So when you write your first person bio, you'll use I to make yourself relatable and approachable. And that can work really well somewhere like the about page of your website, for example. Adding a backstory to your bio helps create context for what you're writing about. It's sort of like a bit of a case study of who you were, where you are now, and the process that got you there. So first person can help to establish that warmth and connection. It's not always appropriate depending on where the bio is going to be placed, but somewhere like your website, which is your own real estate, is perfect for a first person bio. On the other hand, if you are, say, presenting an external workshop or at a conference or you need a bio for someone else's podcast, they will often ask you to write in the third person. So it's useful to have a version of each that you can then use for different purposes. Third-person bios can sound more authoritative and objective. So as I said, if you're looking for that more formal context in some of the examples that I've already said, or things like applying for grants or trying to get published, etc., third-person is perfect. But it can still sound friendly. Think friendly but polished as if somebody who is a trusted peer of yours perhaps wrote it on your behalf. So then you'll need to determine once you've decided first or third for this particular context, and ideally you'll have one of each, determine the ideal length for your bio based on the platform or context. So the length of your bio, for instance, on say Instagram versus the length of your bio for a conference program versus the length of your bio in an about page format are all really different. So you'll have, again, different length versions, but once you have the bones there, then you can just adapt it. Don't forget to choose the right tone and style to match your brand personality. So you can weave in some of your values, even a personal story, and even some humor if that's on brand for you. Again, when you have more spaciousness, say that about page, you can add more of this kind of stuff. But still, the tone and style can be yours at any length. Remember that your bio is about you, but it's also designed to connect with an aligned audience, okay? But it doesn't need to be for everyone, okay? It's you connecting with your aligned audience. So don't hold back who you are and your personality, okay? That's really important. So in terms of actually putting it together, as with any kind of writing, I would recommend a dirty first draft. Okay, that's where you just put all your notes down, all your thoughts, gather them, and then you want to take some time to refine it. And you might even just let the original ideas and thoughts sit for a little bit before you come back. Um, It's always a good idea just to let those ideas marinate a bit further before you start to refine them. Okay, make sure you proofread it really well. Once you've refined it, share it with a trusted friend as well. Get some feedback. What's resonating? Is there anything unclear? They might also, uh, you know, get a typo that you've missed and so on. It's good to get that feedback from someone you trust. Maybe you've got a business bud 
who you could do a bio swap with. Once you're happy with it, then I do want you to repurpose it across different platforms and in different ways. Okay, so your social media intro, your pitch document, your proposal, your about page, you know, your podcast pitch, your cold outreach email, all the places. I've got a a Google Doc that just sits in my Google Drive. It's called Bio, and I literally have a whole lot of versions. I update it every six months or so, depending on what's changed in my business or how I decide I want to talk about things. But I keep all the archived versions and I just put the most current one up the top. And I also make sure that I've got all my social media links handy below it as well, because inevitably when someone asks for your bio, they will often want those as well. So it's great just to have it all in one spot ready to go. So let's recap. The first thing you need to do is you need to ask yourself all those questions, okay? The questions were, who are you speaking to? What's relevant to share here? How do you set yourself apart? How do you highlight your expertise, skills, or experience? And who are you inspired by in terms of the structure? Then you want to nail down first or third person, and then you want to build in tone, personality as you write. Get that dirty first draft done first, refine it, share it with a trusted friend, let it sit. Once you're happy, repurpose it across different platforms and in different ways. Don't forget, as with any kind of copy asset, it's yours to update and evolve as you go. Now, good luck with reviewing your existing bio or crafting a brand new one. Make sure you do set some time limit around it so you actually get it out there. Remember, action taking is so, so important with this stuff. Now, if you do need support with this or with any of your small business copy or content, my accountability and education membership could be just the thing. If you would love a peek behind the scenes, don't forget I've got a free open day for not just about copy the community on August 9th on Zoom at 10am AEST. The link is in the show notes. It's emmamcmillancopy.com forward slash copywriting dash membership dash open dash day. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you love this episode. If you did, please take a moment to rate and review it. That is the best way for others to find it. That's it from me now. I'll be back in your ears soon and I hope to see you at Open Day. In the meantime, happy writing. Happy writing.